Hi, everybody. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio. I'm Bob Marone. Today, another encounter with our friends at Hightower. With us this morning, Roman Chosik. He is the managing director and partner at Hightower. And we will be talking today about long-term care and life insurance. Good morning. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Bob. Nice to see you as always. Thank you for having us on. And it's good to see you well. Well, we're going to get right to business. And so let's do that. From speaking with you and your colleagues over these last few years, I know your practice focuses on giving clients a holistic approach. One of the areas that is a, a top of mind to clients is insurance, be it life insurance or long-term care. It is certainly critical in the planning process. Can you give us some insight as to how your team utilizes insurance? Yeah, thanks, Bob. So, first of all, our team, as as I sort of mentioned, is that it, we're we're holistic in nature. So we really look at financial planning as the starting and endpoint as well. And for us, it's about looking your at your entire financial picture, your assets, liabilities, and utilizing life insurance as a primary vehicle certainly helps in the planning process. Um, ultimately, for us, it's about preserving our clients' wealth. It's about looking at estate planning, and it's about mitigating some of that liability that may be occurred without having insurance. Um, ultimately, our plan is to really mitigate some of that, that risk to the insurance company, and therefore, we do use a lot of insurance in the planning process. One of the areas that has gotten a lot of interest is long-term care, particularly with people living so long now. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely a hot topic and uh, uh, certainly something of interest to everybody. And, and uh, you know, if there's a single unsolved problem in the retirement plans for many middle and upper middle income adults, it's what to do about long-term care costs later in life. Um, and, and this is a meaningful conversation that we really have with the overall family. The question that many of our clients ask or ones that we ask of them is who is ultimately going to take care of you? Is it going to be family? Are you going to be going into some form of facility? Are you going to have home health care? Are your kids going to be taking care of you? After that discussion, we ultimately kind of come back to a point of what is the best for the family? And to us, we come back with saying it's about having options. And um, that's where ultimately the conversation goes. And for those that have been through the process of term care, whether it's their parents or their significant others, they understand the importance of this long-term care part. I mean, we start this conversation uh, relatively earlier in the process when someone is about 50 years old. And um, usually we do it as a couple because uh, historically, the female part of the relationship, if you will, they, they tend to be historically the care caregiver as far as uh, in the relationship. So they understand the, 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 the impact of this. And a lot of the burden, unfortunately, falls on them. So it's a qualitative sort of discussion point. And, and uh, we, we sort of have to come to a middle ground because the reality is, is that one out of every two individuals over the age of 65 will need some form of care. So again, cr it's critical. And, and, and the last part I, I just mentioned is the fact that uh, fast forward 20 years from now, we're looking at the population increasing by another 20% 
uh, or so of people over the age of 65, which again, falls under that whole idea of who's going to take care of these individuals. Mm-hmm. We're looking at these staggering numbers of over 71 million people. Wow. Well, let's talk about then insurance for this. When should someone consider long-term care insurance? Yeah. Um, you know, and why? Re- yeah, yeah, certainly. The obvious reason for that is, 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 as many of you know, it's expensive. It's very expensive, and it's dependent on where an individual may live. And just to give everybody an example, in New York, you're looking for a private facility per year of somewhere around $120,000. So the average stay, give or take, is about two and a half years. Do the math on that, it's about 300,000. Multiply that potentially by two individuals, you're looking at 600,000 in today's dollars. And if it's inflation adjusted, as one can determine, it's only gonna go up from here as uh, long-term care tends to increase by about five to 7% per year historically and more before that. So it, it's certainly a, a big liability on, on people's part. Wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, as the insurance companies have gotten creative, though, around long-term care, can you provide the various types of policies that are available? Sure. So I, I guess before we just talk around the types of policies, I mean, from our experience and when we speak with our clients, it's there's sort of, if you will, four types of people that look long-term care and, and at least the results of that. Uh, there, there are those people that just completely do not believe in long-term care. There are ones that feel that uh, buying a long-term care policy, again, mitigates some of that risk. There are others that what they feel is that eventually they're going to spend on their assets and they will have Medicaid take care of them or potentially their family, right? So that's the big unknown. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly for us, when we're, when we're planning, it's about quality of care, clearly. Um, and, and then there are those that feel that they can self-insure. And as much as depending on someone's net worth, and, and if, if someone can insure themselves, we still feel that looking at the long-term care part of it, as far as the insurance, still may make sense. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to pick out the best policy, but again, it just... People that uh, have done insurance before understand the implication of having it and looking at it from a longer-term point of view and, and again, giving that risk to the overall insurance company. So the, the types of policies that are out there, sorry, just to answer the question, uh, there sure. are many, and the insurance company has gotten very creative, if you will, to try to solve for a lot of these you know, if you take a snapshot back, interestingly enough, back in 2000, there were about 120 different long-term care. Currently, there are about 15. And uh, the, the rationale behind that is because a lot of these companies are out of business and, and they completely mispriced long-term care. But so one, one potential option is just to take out a standard long-term care policy. We, we basically price out based upon need. Let's assume we do a three-year need for $300,000 and it's $100,000 per year. Um, mm-hmm. Then based on, on their medicals, we will uh, they, they will pay a certain premium. It could range $3,000, $4,000, a couple could be six, dollars $7,000, again, depending on the underwriting process. And they would pay that until they need those funds. Um, so they would basically pay that until, mm-hmm. until those funds would be utilized. Um, the other policy is sort of a hybrid kind of a scenario. And here, 
what you do is you give an insurance company a lump sum of money. Let's just say it's $100,000. They then give you a multiple of that. And and again, let's just say it's three times that for $300,000 of a benefit to utilize whenever you want to use that that, uh, long-term care policy. Uh, I see. The beauty of these types of policies is that the one question or at least one concern that many clients have is, hey, look, I want to pay for this, but what if I don't use it? What what will then happen? This is almost a cleaner type of saying, well, if you don't use the $100,000 that you put into this account, those funds will come back to you whenever you need them or want them if they are not used for long-term care. So think of it as a checking account. I hate using that analogy, but to a certain point, it is that it's money sitting there readily available when you need it. It does not collect any interest. And uh, and it's built sort of on a chassis of a life insurance policy. So there is sure life insurance component to it. But again, it solves the need of if and when clients want their money back, they get that money back. Okay. Now, let's suppose that I need it. I put the $100,000 in and now I'm in need of the care. Does that $100,000 spin off into additional coverage or do I need to supplement it later on when I need the care? Yeah, so the way it works is that if, if let's just say, for instance, you know, you take this policy out five years ago and now all of a sudden you put 100,000 in it, now you you have a $300,000 amount. Well, mm-hmm. let's just say you, you then take 50,000 of that, okay? Now, it, it takes away from that 300,000, it, it minimizes it to 250, but that hundred thousand now becomes fifty thousand. So um, the way the insurance right. company basically structures it is, is that you have this bucket of assets. If you draw down a hundred thousand for the need of long-term care, then it draws down that hundred thousand that you initially put in. And conversely, if you take the hundred thousand out, all of it does disappear. Now, if you need more, right. that's another option to, to think about doing another policy or something. Okay. Now, uh, as we go through these policies. Do they still have the kinds of long-term policies when these first came out where you made a payment every month, kind of like life insurance? Uh, and are those level policies? Are those costs the same every month? Do they increase or are they variables? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, the, the, the whole industry has, has gone through a significant change. And yeah. As, as I sort of stated before, a lot of the insurance company mispriced this and uh, mm-hmm. uh, they mispriced it negatively. So to your point, they, they, the initial policy that I mentioned, which is almost like a uh, like a life insurance policy to a certain extent, right. where you pay a certain amount per month or every six months or every quarter, and that may change. Um, so we've had experiences where, let's just say company X mispriced it, they go back to the consumer and they give them one of two options. They could say, well, you're now, you were paying 3000 per year, for a $300,000 benefit. And now all of a sudden, well, based upon our inability to pay that, we're going to give you two options. It's either A, you pay $4,000 now a year, or instead of having a $300,000 benefit, we're going to decrease that to $250,000. So that's what we've seen. Now, the one other policy, which, which I'll just mention, which I did, is, is and to your point around the insurance part, life insurance, they do have a, a type of a, a combination life insurance policy with a rider mm-hmm. of long-term care. So just simply, just to keep it high level and relatively simple, the way it would work is as such. You take, let's just say you take a million dollar life insurance policy out, 
okay? Sure. And with a rider of long-term care. Well, if all of a sudden, fast forward 20 years from now, you need long-term care, you could use a portion of the proceeds from the death benefit to pay for the long-term care. It just decreases the, the death benefit. So again, it's something different. It's something creative. Um, it fits in certain instances when somebody needs insurance as far as life insurance and also long-term care. So a unique way of, of, of doing two things. That makes sense. I remind people, you're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. You're also watching Westchester Talk Radio. And we once again are with our friends at Hightower uh, of Westchester. And Roman Chostik is with us. He's managing director and partner. Uh, and we move forward. Is long-term care expensive in general? I guess we can conclude that. Yeah, Um <laughs> It, it, it certainly is. As I sort of mentioned, I mean, depending on where one lives, it, it certainly can be and it can impact one's overall financial plan. Now, th there are a lot of moving parts when you look at taking out insurance. And one of them is, is obviously there's an underwriting process of, of, um, of, of the insurance in majority of the cases when you're looking at long term. So that may ultimately determine as to how much the premium will be per year based upon your health category, right? And mm -hmm. as we all know, as, as, as people tend to age, it's extremely difficult or has been more to come out preferred um, with, with, with circumstances. So again, it's based upon that. But then there are discounts if, if you take out a joint policy with your spouse. In the state of New York, there is a deduction that you could get over a certain amount of uh, adjusted, adjusted gross income. Um, but it, it certainly fits into the overall process. I mean, the one thing we tell clients is that, you know, you got to take a step back, look at your budget and look what you can afford, right? It's not that you need to take out the Cadillac policy, but if all of a sudden, mm -hmm. instead of paying, let's just say three, 4,000 a year, you, you could only afford to pay 2000. Well, let's, let's reduce that benefit every single year to maybe a certain amount, or we, we, we basically don't include an inflation rider, for instance, or, or as far as when the need comes about, there's a deductible of a certain amount of days. So again, there are ways of doing this. I mean, the, the one part I, I think that, that people get caught up on is, is when they think of long-term care, the, the misconception out there is that they think that they're going into a facility or that their kids are going to put them in a facility and that's it and they're done. That, that's, that mm -hmm. was then at least the mindset, but currently people want to be home. People want to stay home. They want to have care at home. And, and again, for us, majority of the people, that's the route or direction they take. But once they cannot, then, um, th then obviously you have to sort of take that, that other phase of, of the long-term care piece of it. Um, and, and, you know, look, in this world right now, as, as it seems sort of a black eye around uh, this whole thing with, with a lot of these facilities and with, with the mm -hmm. virus and of that nature – so I, I, I want to say a lot of these insurance companies, or at least a lot of these facilities are pivoting. And I think it's to be determined as to how this will ultimately look, but there's still going to be a need. There is going to be a need. And I think you've emphasized as well, perhaps for home care, as opposed to care in a facility. Let's move on. None of these really work. Uh, well, they do, but they, they need to be complemented if you have a true estate plan with life insurance. Let's talk about that and how it works with long-term care and, and with the preservation of assets. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, life insurance, again, in the planning process is, is a critical part, right? It's, it's to sort of offset some of the liabilities that, that, that people have, whether it's mortgage, paying for their kids' education, 
uh, making sure your spouse is taken care of, right? So it fits those needs. And then it certainly also fits the estate planning part. And, and this is the moving target. We don't know what that will look like this year, 2021 or, or beyond that, right? Are we still going to have that $11 million plus exclusion or will that look different? So um, it's something that we have to reassess. So there are, let's just to kind of keep it high level of, of various different types of insurances. You have your traditional term insurance policy. It could be 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I want to say think of it like a mortgage, but think of it in those sort of terms where at a certain point it will expire. Um, there is no cash value built into it. It's a, it's a term policy. So it, it's just, it fulfills a specific need for a particular liability over a certain frame, uh, t- a time frame. Um, so it's, it's sort of a, 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 law, a lower expense, if you will, as opposed to having a permanent policy. Um, the whole life policies are permanent policies where they have a lifelong coverage. And the majority of the cases, I mean, if not almost all, they build cash value um, mm-hmm. as well as it could be. But these particular policies tend to be a little bit more expensive. And it's good for the individual that wants to really have a forced savings account because it's mm-hmm. a way to really put cash in there. Um, you have some universal life policies, which again is another permanent policy. You have some more flexibility here. It does build a little bit of cash value um, but um, it, it, it has it has the ability to 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 have some again more more uh, functionality around flexibility, and then there's a variable universal life policy, which which that it's it's comparable to the universal life. It's just that there's a separate bucket there, which gives you the ability to get an enhanced level of return on the cash that's in there. Perhaps you invest in the market or things of that nature. And lastly, what we look at is just disability. Um, and this is really just a part where your replacement of your monthly income uh, if there's a specific injury or illness that prevents you from working. And, and you know, the one part that we do see is that people, uh, they, they, they have disability through work, but at times it's not enough. So we try to complement all of that on our end. You know, Roman, before we, we wrap it up, when I hear you talk about long-term care insurance and life insurance and the different variables of all, even home-term care, uh, disability insurance. How important is it for people when they look at these things to look at the totality of their assets, the totality of their investments and their estate plans? Can you wrap that into one vision for people? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's always a moving target, right? Because every situation is different. And, you know, what we try to do with, with, with majority of our clients is really bring everybody to the table because, you can't really have the estate planning, the financial planning part work, right? We, we, we try to help kind of become that CFO, if you will, that chief financial officer, but we help quarterback the overall process, right? We need the accountant. We need the estate planner. We need the kids, your spouse, to understand specifically what you have, what the implication is for us from a tax standpoint may look like if it's not done and done correctly, right? Just to your point, perhaps you need to start, uh, create some irrevocable trusts where you put the insurance in that and and then ultimately those funds upon one's demise are out of your estate, right? So there are so many different nuances. And and for us, um, as much as, you know, we're we're speaking in generalities here about about the insurance Mm -hmm. piece of it, it's about putting the pieces together. And, you know, the one part, and and, uh, and I'll mention this is, is, you know, it's it's about really having the right team and and really the, uh, 
the right people to, to sort of facilitate the overall process and, and keep it moving forward. Any final comments? Yeah, so it, it, I think the best way to make smart decisions is to go into the process armed with, with uh, overall facts. How likely are you need to need long-term care or any type of insurance or for how long? Um, what, does, what are the costs, whether it's long-term care or overall insurance? And what is the, uh, uh, you know, what is the overall cost on, on, on the whole process? And that is exactly what we try to provide is just clarity, insight, and, and to have a broader dialogue and a discussion around all of this, right, just to get everybody comfortable. Um, and, and just to kind of sort of extrapolate that a little bit further is, is as much as we know about insurance and our team does, and this is sort of the role that I play within the team, we are generalists, right? And we, we're, we're pretty knowledgeable about what is happening in the industry. But when it comes to really laying the groundwork and, and taking this to a deeper dive, we, we really contact an agency that we deal with. And there's mm -hmm. an insurance agent that deals with us. And, and they basically look at your underwriting process. They come up with the recommendations around from the estate planning part of it as to which insurance will make sense, right? Whether it's life insurance or what long-term care process or product or investment vehicle may make sense. So again, it's more of the dialogue behind it and it becomes a level of making sure we all understand as to where we're going. Um, and just lastly, if I could, just insurance, just like many other things in estate planning, as you mentioned, it's not about uh, you're done with it and then you just never look at it. Nobody really wants, just like estate planning, it's something that needs to be reviewed constantly. Um, we all need to kind of look at it. Tax laws change, people's circumstances change, estate law change, et cetera. So for us, we need to take a step back always and reassess every couple of years or year, depending on circumstances change, if it's still the right policy. Okay, Roman Chosik, Managing Director and Partner at Hightower. Uh, once again, I thank you very much. This information is valuable. Thank you very, very much for being with us today. Thank you, Bob. As always, appreciate you. It's a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Hightower Westchester is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Westchester and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Hightower Westchester and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor before establishing a retirement plan.